podcast i hope you're all having a great day whatever you're doing whether you're walking along with your ipod in your ears or whether you're at home or doing the washing or or um hanging out with some other people whatever it is you're doing i hope you're having a great time and we're just going to uh, uh have a, a little uh, time here sharing some uh, bits of the bible and some ideas and hopefully some of them will be able to uh, apply practically to to life daily life so i'm going to start by uh, reading um, a little verse from Proverbs. It comes from Proverbs 17, and it's verse 17. That's easy, 17, 17. Um, the verse is, a friend loves at all times. And um, it's just a message for you guys, just take away. Like, um, sometimes, as, as a Christian, you might think, how can people know that I am a Christian? You know, like, I, I, I go to church, and, and I, I say my prayers, and I read the Bible and stuff. But actually that doesn't make a big difference to my friends. My friends don't really get that. Um, that doesn't make much sense to them. They're quite happy for me to do it perhaps, but they don't understand how that affects their lives. Well, I think what I've noticed is that um, as Christians, God puts a love in our hearts and God loves relationships. He loves to see relationships grow. He loves friendships and he loves family relationships. And, and the devil tries to get into those relationships and break them apart because he knows that they are what God intends for us. We are created for relationship with each other and with God. The first two commandments uh, that Jesus says, the most important commandments are love the Lord your God with, with your whole being. And the second is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And so he's passionate about relationship. And he says that all other laws hang upon these two laws. And and that's the same for us today as it was back then. Um, so love is, is a crucial part and it's God's love. Elsewhere in the Bible it says that um, God is love and it's just what emanates from him. It is his, his being, it is the power that he exists, it's the particles that, that God is, is, is love. And uh, he puts that in our life to go and help people and to love people. And this verse says, a friend loves at all times. Now, I think that is the difference between um, relationships outside of God and relationships in God, is that God gives us the power to love those who others just feel that they can't love, to be friends to those who are the last, the least, and the lost, and, and are just broken and are desperate to see um, someone just look after them and, and love them. They're desperate for relationship, just as you and I are desperate. You know, lots of people are fair weather friends. When, when everything's good, when everything's bright and jolly and happy, 
you know, lots of people want to be your friend then. But when you when you fall into difficult times, uh, when it's not perhaps fun to be around you, you know, like when you're just angry or or upset about something, or you know, life is painful. It's at those points that we as Christians are able to to go to people and be a close friend. And even though we, we probably won't be telling them much about our faith, we'll be showing them. And, you know, like lots of preachers have said in the past that actually um, acting, doing stuff in life is much better than saying stuff. Um, you know, making, you know, saying wise words, you know, it's much better to live the life, to be in a place where they can say, oh, I've seen you doing that. I've seen you uh, being part of my life. Um, as we go out and do this um, mission on the 12th to the 14th of April, that's a youth mission for the ages uh, 11 to 18. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to go out and we're going to meet people, build relationships relationships with people. We're going to be sent out to bless our community and to show God's love to this community. Um, and, you know, people will say, oh, you know, this isn't fair weather um, friendship. This is This is... This is a friendship that is deeper than that. And even though we might not be telling them about God so much, we will be showing them and opening up the opportunity to explain about God's love to them. So it's just a really crucial thing about God's love over worldly love. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, John, the book of John, how it's written. Um, it's obviously one of the four gospels and it talks about Jesus' life, but it's quite different to the three other Gospels. But all the Gospels are very different. Uh, Mark is very much action-packed, kind of like a film trailer, you know, everything happens really fast and, and busy and, and quick. Um, and it, it, it's all very like in-your-face stuff, you know, like bam, there's a healing, bam, there's something happening with demons, bam, there's Jesus running to go and say stuff to lots of people. And it's all very quick and you've got to try and keep up with it. Um, Matthew is written to uh, Jewish people. So there's a lot more emphasis on the Old Testament and looking at, um, you know, some of the prophecies that are fulfilled. Mark doesn't touch on those things because Mark's um, writing to a group of people who aren't Jews. So actually, why would he include all that Old Testament stuff? If you were a non-Jew, just be like, why are we reading this? And yes, we read it now, but we do have the Old Testament as well. Whereas, whereas people back then, uh, outside of uh, the, the, the uh, outside of Israel, they probably didn't have the same material that we have. We're very fortunate in a sense to have that Old Testament. So Mark leaves out those uh, those verses from the Old Testament, those prophecies. Um, Luke gives a, a, a very um, full um, account of, of Jesus' life. He, uh, he looks at every nook and cranny. It's, you know, he tries to go into great detail really and put as much in as he can. He gives a real holistic approach to uh, Jesus' ministry and tries to include as much as he can. Now, John kind of assumes that you've um, either read Mark or Matthew um, and, and that you understand um, actually what Jesus did. You know things about him. You know that, you know, you know the history because the other three are very much like history books. They're like, this is what happened. And, um, you know, this is who Jesus was. Bam. End of story. Let's look at his story. Great. Um, John, what he does is he, he takes a big step back and he says, just breathe in. And let's look at the significance of these stories. So it's very much written uh, very differently to the other other three books. Um, it's, it's taking time to mull over, to meditate uh, on those uh, stories, on those things that Jesus did in his life. 
and it's it's very uh, lyrical. Uh, it's a very beautiful book, um, and it's uh, it's full of signs and wonders. Uh, but everything that is included in that, and not everything is included. Like it's very different in in stories wise from the other gospels. Um, he doesn't include all the other things from the other gospels, and he does include some things that aren't in the other the other gospels. So it is a very different book. But the significance of what he writes um, always has a purpose, and it's always ah. Oh, so he did this, but why did he do it? What was he saying when he did that? What was the purpose of that? Why is it important to us today? And so John is one that we can just really take time to, to really think over. It's not like Mark, like bam, bam, bam. It's like, right, this, this, this has happened. He's healed a nobleman's son. What does that mean for us today? Um, so what I want to give you is just, just a frame for you to go away and look at this for yourselves. Because John's just a really powerful book. Um, and it gives you time just to really, really unpack a lot of the things that Jesus did. So it's split up kind of into seven, really, uh, John's gospel. Uh, there's seven signs, there's seven I am saying. So he's often saying like, I am the bread of life. Um, I am the light of the world. And, and it finishes with I am at the very end when he's taken in before the religious leaders. And they ask him if he's the king of the Jews. And he says, I am, which in, in their language means I am God. That the name for God for the Hebrews was I am. So he's saying I am God. And that was his final um, I am saying. So there's, there's lots of things to mull over. And um, we haven't got half as much time to get through these things as possible. But I'm just going to read um, the, the kind of manifesto for John's gospel, really. Like, why, why was it written? Uh, what is the purpose of it? And it says that in John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31. So this is it. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Right, so that's, that's the verse that summarizes the purpose of the book of John. They're written so that we might believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and that we may have life in his name. So that's the purpose, that's why he's writing uh, so whenever we read anything from John, in a sense, it all comes from that. Um, if we look at John 1, it looks at where Jesus came from and who he was and, and what he came to do. And then it kind of goes on from there, really. All of that, all of it points towards one thing. So as I said before, there's seven signs um, in, in the book of John. And they, they take the form of, of different things, really. But they show uh, how Jesus is Lord of life, Lord of nature. Um, he is the light of our life. He is the eternal life. Um, he is our sustainer. There's so many things that it points towards. So a sign, any sign that we see on, on the street, you know, if we have a sign that says Glossop with an arrow, we know that when we go to that sign, that isn't Glossop. You know, it might say Glossop on it. But if I ran to that sign and said, Hey guys, I found Glossop. Look, it's right here. I'm here in Glossop. Everyone will just look at you and think you're a bit crazy. So actually, a sign isn't the destination. A sign points us to the destination. And it's kind of like that with a lot of things that Jesus did. A lot of the things that he did, for example, his healings and his um, the, the calming of the storm, these kinds of things, they, they are signs. And so often, we think they're the destination. But actually... That's not ever what Jesus intended. He intended for them to point towards him and eventually to his eternal life, 
which is a present reality today. And we accept that when we accept Jesus into our life. So that is always what we're pointing towards. So just going quickly through the seven signs. The first one is the turning water into the wine at the wedding of Cana. That's in John chapter 2. Um, and this shows that Jesus is the Lord of nature and he's able to change one substance into another. No one else has been able to do this. Um, but Jesus was total Lord of nature. He was above it all. The second sign is the healing of the nobleman's son. And this that's in chapter 4, 46 to 54. Jesus is the Lord of life and able to give life on the one condition of faith. So he's able to give life to those whom he, whom he wishes to. He has the total lordship over life and who it's given to. Number three is the healing of the paralysed man. That's in chapter 5, verses 1 to 15. And this shows that Jesus is the restorer of lost powers. No matter how sinful a man is, Jesus is able to give life to the spiritually dead. So he's able to do great, great things. And he's able to bring great restoration to real brokenness. Fourth is the feeding of the 5,000. And, and this is a story that's found in all four Gospels. Um, but it's a really, really powerful um, picture of, of what Jesus does for us. In chapter 6, verses 1 to 14, we, we understand that Jesus is the food by which we live. And he is able to sustain the spiritual life he creates. So he is our sustainer. He is the food that we need. The fifth sign is the walking on the water in chapter 6 again, verses 15 to 21. So this shows us that Jesus is our guide and our helper. He's able to come to his disciples and no barriers can keep him away from his disciples in their times of need. And he has total power over, over the water and nothing can overcome him. Nothing. Chapter 6, the healing of the blind man. Uh, sorry, point six, sign six, the healing of the blind man in chapter nine, verses one to 41. This shows that Jesus is our light and he enables every person who is obedient uh, to what he knows of Christ to find still greater truth. Whoever refuses to obey will have his present knowledge taken away. And then the final sign is the raising of Lazarus in chapter 11, verses one to 57. Jesus is Lord of eternal life gift of life does not end with the with death of the physical body so he is totally lord over all things lord over every part of our life and so these things that we see happen they point towards the lordship of christ and so when we go out and we're um praying for healing and these kinds of things it's great to see god's healing because we love to see god you know like we said before in in proverbs 17 17 a friend loves at all time. And so it's, a, it's an act of love, going to bless people, praying for healing, um, praying for provision, praying for um, life. All of these things are great. They're things that God has given and they're things that Jesus lived and his life on the earth. But they always pointed to something else. They were always a sign. It was never like people were saying, oh, yes, this healing, this healing is all I ever wanted. This healing is all I've ever lived for. People would say that, but it was never the end goal. It was never the chief goal of that thing. What Jesus came to do is bring life and to point towards him as the life, the sustaining life. So I'd encourage you to go and check out the book of John. Give it a go. Look at the uh, I am sayings 
Um, who is Jesus claiming to be? Who is he? And the signs, what does he do? And why is it important? Go and check them out and see what, see what Jesus is saying to you. Spend some time mulling over. Right, we're just going to spend some time in prayer. Um, and let's just, let's just allow God to search us. Search our hearts. Search our minds. Lord, I just thank you that you are eternal. And that you give us so much. That you are our strength and our salvation. Our healer, our sustainer, our restorer. Our light and our life. Lord, you are above all things. And Lord, we praise you for your greatness, for being the Lord of all. And now we long for you to be the Lord of our lives. And Lord, we pray for those um, that are close to us. We pray that you would bless them and that you would be all that they need to, Lord. And pray for those that we meet in the street. Pray for those that we meet at work or at school. Or at college Lord I pray that whatever we do would point towards them that we could be great friends to those and, and love them with your love that powerful love transforming love Lord, we pray for your power we pray for your life in your holy name Lord Amen <laughs>